Welcome to Lacrosse Classified on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. Your home for the latest news from the National Lacrosse League and Indoor Lacrosse. Now, let's talk some lacrosse with your hosts, Jake Elliott and Evan Schemenauer. Lacrosse fans, please take your seats, eyes up front. It's time to pay attention. LAX Class is about to come at you, episode number 64. Here on a Tuesday at the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network, Jake Elliott, Evan Schemenauer with you. And week nine in the book, seven, week 10 is upon us. It was a majestic week. Let's use that uh, adjective for the last weekend of lacrosse in the National Lacrosse League. Man, there were some good games on deck. We speculated that that may be the case, and that was, in fact, the case for week nine. And I would expect more of the same for week number 10, two great guests coming your way this episode as well as we will talk to the captain of the San Diego Seals who will be off to Vegas this weekend. We're going to talk more about that as we go along here, Evan, as well. But Brody Merrill making his debut on Lacrosse Classified. Looking forward to that conversation in about 20 from now. And then we go to Mile High, Denver, Colorado, and talk to the man between the pipes, number 45 in your mammoth program, Dylan Ward, hashtag trade Ward, will join us on the program in probably, I want to say 40, 45 minutes from now. So double dose of Orangeville here, Evan, as you sit in Saskatoon, I sit in Port Coquitlam. Welcome to episode number 64. I'm really looking forward to these two conversations, but more so than that, Evan... I'm looking forward to reuniting in Sin City in just a matter of days as the news is now in. Jumbo is off to Vegas this weekend <laughs> and it's going to join you uh, over yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Well, thank God Danny finally gave you a pass. And when you get a pass like that, oh my you goodness. never refuse it. Oh, <laughs> uh, my goodness. I, like, I, I honestly, I still, I'm a little, I'm a little taken back by the whole thing. It, it makes me almost suspect, like, is she trying to get me out of town so she can get up to no good? I don't know what's going <laughs> on, Evan, but more or less Danny, no, in, in all seriousness, she, she really encouraged me to, to go. It, it's not something that is really in – I was planning on doing, I probably, if I'm being financially responsible, it's probably something I shouldn't do, <laughs> but, but uh, the she, costs weren't that bad. no, it's not. And, and, and she really, you know, had the opinion that it's, it's an important game for the league and I should be there to witness it and, and kind of be a part of things. So I, I couldn't disagree to that. Unfortunately, she's not coming, but you're going to be there. Adam Levy is going to be there. Of course, Teddy and Devin and the gang are going to be down there. Uh, our old buddy Doug Locker, at least my old buddy Doug Locker, going to be down there as well. So I'm hoping to, to run into all sorts of people in Vegas this weekend. And to top it all off, Evan, it's my first time to the desert. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, let's get this concept out there. There's a concept called the Vegas flu, and – for those that don't understand it, uh, this is a thing that goes back to the Golden Knights. And I believe both teams have had a very long chat with their clubs about this. Mm. And 
What the Vegas flu is, is that with the NHL, you're on the road an awful lot. You get to Las Vegas, you fly in normally the night before, you're leaving as soon as the game's over, so you're in Vegas, what do you do? You check it out, there's no clocks in Vegas, things operate 24-7, you lose track of time, you lose track of how many drinks you had, and let's put it this way, the Golden Knights have one of the best home records in the NHL because the other teams kind of partake in things before the game. And it's hilarious to see the extent that some of these teams have gone to, to avoid the Vegas flu. Uh, Toronto tried to put their, their players up at the Red Rock casino, which is 25 minutes away from the strip thinking that'll keep them out of trouble. Well, obviously management forgot about Uber and that didn't work out too well. Lease lose five, one. Calgary tried an interesting one where they had the mother trip. So there's a game where they bring the fathers and there's a game where they bring the mothers. Mm -hmm. They figured, yeah, that's that's probably not a good idea. They like to have more fun than the players do. Exactly. The players, the mothers were out having such a great time that the players didn't get watched. Um, at, At one point, Calgary is honestly considering finding the biggest suite they could in Vegas and the head coach got the bed by the front door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get, I get where you're going. Uh, we'll see what happens. Either both teams should go out, or both teams shouldn't go out. I, I think go everybody's going to take. Night. Yeah, everybody's going to. Yeah, the, the, no, everybody's going to take this real serious. Uh, the Vegas flu doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply to me, Evan. So we can, uh, we can take care of things for those guys, and then they can. Luckily, I don't drink. Oh uh, yeah, you know. I, well, they, there's other ways to, <laughs> I, to have fun in for Vegas. Bringing you home at night. There's other ways to have. Have fun in Vegas, Evan, uh, and and they can they can pick up the slack on Saturday night uh, once the festivities are done. Colorado and San Diego coming up, so we got Dylan Ward and we got Brody Merrill on the program to talk about it all. And you know the season so far for the Seals and the Mammoth, uh, who were both in action over the weekend, which leads us into Stampede Tax, who we had, Evan, and what a week it was. Week 9 in the National Cross League. Stampede Tax, by the way, whether you are in Warrior Country, Rush Nation, Thunderbird Territory, wherever across the continent in the National Cross League, Stampede Tax and Western Wear has a pair of boots for you. Keep your feet dry and warm with some boots from Stampede Tax. Find them online at stampede.ca. Where shopping online is still shopping local. They'll fire off uh, some boots. I was uh, up in Whistler and over the weekend. we're not talking I, cowboy boots. Yeah, we're I, talking I, all I, kinds of work boots and things like that. Oh, my it's goodness. Not, they have a, a, yeah. a boot for every situation. I, I had the Bluntstones on up in Whistler over the weekend, Evan. I will. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, had quite the weekend up there in Whistler, B.C. But let's get into the National Cross League Week 9 slate here. It started on Friday, Evan. I, I suppose I'm hosting once again here. I'm, I'm just going to do it whether you say so or not. Uh, Riptide at Philadelphia. We both had the wings in this one, Evan. And pretty convincing here for Philadelphia. 14-6, the final is the new Philadelphia wings here. And, and uh, they're not so new anymore, but they're new this year, Evan. They are a different team than they were a year ago. Looking good once again, 14-6 over the Riptide. An unusual game for the Riptide. And the reason I say that is we've seen the Riptide get behind in the first half and then rip it up in the second half. And this game actually went into the half tied at five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But 
what happens, unfortunately, is that New York takes a foolish five-minute major high sticking just before the half. Then there's an offsetting minor, which we'll talk about in under review. But then Digby takes it on sportsmanlike. They're down five on three. Philadelphia takes full advantage and then just rides that momentum to the end. Uh, you know, for New York, what can you say? But the, here's the difference really for Philadelphia, and we continue to say it, it's Brett Hickey, five goals in this game. Can I give you and, a hot take, Evan? Can I give you a hot yep. take right now? If Brett Hickey plays the entire season, I'll say give him – 16 games, he's going to get 50. That's possible. That's that's my Definitely hot take uh, early you know, early in the year here. I think Hickey, if he I, I stays healthy, if he's getting tough, 50. But it's tough, but, you know, it's not, it's not out of the range of possibility, except that the defense have been so good this year. Mm. I don't know if anybody's going to get to 50. Mm. 40, definitely. I said it was a hot take, Evan. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's move along. San Diego as the Riptide playing on back-to-back nights here, Evan. Never an easy thing to do. First one was on the road. Second one was at home. San Diego sitting pretty, waiting for the Riptide to get home. I had feeling about the Riptide. That feeling did not materialize as San Diego wins this one 15-11 as uh, Riptide with a tough weekend here, 0-2, and and a much, much needed win here for the San Diego Seals. This was a must win. If they had lost this one, it would be a very difficult hole to dig out of. Um, But interestingly enough, New York got out to a lead here, and then San Diego just lit up Alex Bouquet, and that really caused the trouble Goa Abrams, actually, for the first little while he was in there, didn't do too bad. But then he got lit up towards the end. Yeah, it's almost like he ran out of gas. Yeah. But oddly enough, when you look at San Diego's scoreline here, you know, other than Greer getting a hat trick, the goal scoring was very spread out. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. And But the other thing to take away from this is San Diego's defense has had two relatively good performances. And the other side story, which we got to laugh at, is there was a goaltending situation where Frankie Shiliano goes on the injured reserve. They try and bring up a player from the practice roster who gets rejected by the league. And they're stuck with one goaltender, so Connor Kiernan. (laughs) <laughs> who had never played goal in lacrosse in his life. He played goal in hockey, and that's about it. Straps on the pads and is on the bench, dressed to go as a backup goaltender in the yeah. event they needed it. Yeah. He was never going into the game unless Damood went down. But, he, I mean, he looked pretty good. He had this, you know, the uppers off, the suspenders rocking there with the pants, and he looked pretty comfortable. Like, he didn't look worried about going into the game. And he was never going in unless something real serious happened. But, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, I guess the rule, Evan, there is, is you got, if you're going to assign somebody up from the practice roster or a street-free agent, you have to do it before – Noon on the Friday, something like that, and and they just didn't get the three paperwork. p.m. Eastern. Yeah, if I'm they, not mistaken, they didn't yeah. get uh, the paperwork in in time, and and it got rejected. So uh, that's that's where that stood. But they t- turns out, I mean, David had a, a pretty solid game. A little shaky on the start, but settled in and and steers those seals to that much needed victory. Now, well, the question is going to be how long's Frankie out? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, we I don't mean, know. That's, we don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, we don't know. I don't. I mean, it could have been just a travel issue. I don't know. Um, so let's let's move along. We'll we'll find out, I guess, come this weekend as the seals are right back in action down in Vegas. So we're going to find out. Buffalo at Colorado. This was one of the games of the week. I think these next three games here, Evan, are were just spectacular lacrosse. Like if you'd never seen a game before, th- these are the games that you really want to show a fan to go. Here is what the National Lacrosse League is all about. As Buffalo goes into Colorado and takes one away from the Mammoth, and it sounded like this for the winner. 24 goals, 103 shots, 50 of them were off target. Burn, shot, shoulder saver, off the post! Oh, it goes in, are you kidding me? Looks like it trickled in. They're going to review this, but I really think Burner just got his eighth of the night. So that was Teddy Jenner, Jamie Shuchuk, and Johnny Gallant there in Denver with the call on that one. But uh, actually, Corey Small with the OT winner there as the kitten puts Buffalo 13-12 into the win column. Uh, Josh Byrne with a massive night, seven goals and an assist on the evening for the kid out of the Royal City. But uh, Corey Small is the hero and we're going to talk to Dylan Ward about this game, Evan, but a tough one there for the Mammoth is uh, Buffalo walks in and it takes one away. Yeah, an odd game where you've got Matt Vince and Dylan Ward, and if you were betting on this game, I don't know what line they would have set. You would probably have taken the under regardless. Uh, but both teams getting to these goaltenders, a few goals that I think both of them wish they had back, you know, the over T winner, kind of squeaked by Ward. Uh, But look at some of the other efforts. Ryan Lee with five goals. Wardle with eight assists. Liger with seven points. You know, there were some absolutely fantastic offensive performances. Dane Smith, you know, the old adage, Dane Smith, you know, pass it to Dane, he'll score. Six assists, not a single goal. So, um, you know, Colorado has had, what, they're one and two in their last three games. They're definitely going to be fired up in Vegas because a division win is what they need right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, Colorado now goes into Vegas. San Diego coming off a win. This game became a lot more interesting now with those two. You know, San Diego with the win, Colorado with the loss. And and now that game, divisional matchup, uh, it becomes a little more intriguing. We'll talk about that a little later on in who you got. Uh, a couple more games to go here in a big week nine. Halifax undefeated goes into Calgary to take on the defending champs. If you will call Calgary coming off a loss at Rochester, Halifax on the road. This was a good test for the Thunderbirds and they come out on top once again, just as I predicted, Evan Warren Hill. Oh, I'm telling you, hang on, tell, telling on. Hang on. Warren Hill, I'm telling you, has got to – you got to start talking about him in the conversation for MVP. Grinds out another victory for his Thunderbirds, 15-12, just as I predicted, Evan. Thunderbirds okay, win. Let, let, let's, get into, let's get into your situation here. It is uh, around, what, 9.30 my time, <laughs> 7.30 your time. You're in Whistler. Uh, you're looking at the scoreboard. You're, you lost on – 
the New York-San Diego game. Mm-hmm. This game is not going your what way. What was it, 6 2 or something like that? And you're six, like, screw yeah. it. I'm going to, for supper. I'm Because Calgary's up 6 2 at this point. You're, you're packing it in. So the fact that you got to put. Here's one key with this game, and that is, you know, we talk about do face-offs matter, and they did in this one. Jake Weathers, 27 of 32. And, and here's the key with that one, is that when Halifax went on their run, say, you know, they had a 4-0 run, I believe they had a 7-0 run, Weathers got them the ball back every time. Calgary had no chance to settle in with the next possession, try and get things going their way. Um, and, you know, Stephen Keogh, what can you say about uh, this we got to get Stephen Keogh on the, on the show, man. I, I thought about doing it this week, but we kind of wanted to focus on Vegas. But uh, 28 there for the Thunderbirds, man. The carpet sweeper, what a, like, what a resurgent season he is having. Yeah, he, he was – on the IR most of last year. And, uh, you know, there was a question is, what has he got left in the tank? Well, turns out he's got quite a bit left in the tank. He's found, he's found a youthful surge here all of a sudden. Love it. Love it. I mean, Stevie Keogh, one of my favorite players to watch. Bar down. Bar down. Now, speaking of bar down, another game going to overtime. Georgia goes into New England. Evan and pulls off the overtime victory that sounded like this. Here's Jackson. Three goals in the game for Jackson. Up top, shot. Zed Williams missed wide. The rebound score! Georgia wins! The Swarm win it in overtime, ending a three-game losing streak. What a terrific finish. It was li- oh, rather Miles Thompson who cashed in. Brendan Glasheen with the call there from the casino, courtesy of the National Lacrosse League and BR Live for your audio clips here on Lacrosse Classified. Miles Thompson picking up the rebound off the end wall and goes piping in past Dougie Jamison and the Georgia Swarm Evan get a desperately needed victory to snap their three-game losing streak. And just one undefeated team remains in the National Cross League. We both took the Black Wolves. We both took the Mammoth. We both struggled here in week number nine, going two and three. But Georgia with the overtime victory. And maybe more impressive, they had a number of guys with the flu bug in this game. So, you know, they weren't exactly 100% healthy coming into it. Once again, a very well-rounded performance Shane Jackson with seven points uh you know monumental there and oddly enough this was very very reminiscent of the game that New England played not too long ago where they played Philadelphia the last 10 minutes of this game there's not a single goal you're wondering who's going to finally step up and it took another four minutes in overtime so they went almost 15 minutes without a goal um and anybody really could have taken this game but that's the bounces that happen in this league if the bounce went the other way new england's probably got close to a lock on the east but now they got a they got a race on their hands well, yeah again. i mean let's not forget it was just a week ago that that goal from callum crawford still being talked about foot in the crease foot not in the crease no camera angle to to see it 
and it counted. So, you know, I, I not that there was a controversial goal by any means from Georgia, but I kind of think those things all balance out in the end. And only one team remains without a loss in the National Cross League. Evan, let's get to under review because uh, we got Brody Merrill coming up in just a couple of minutes. We won't want to spend too much time here, but let's go under review. It's time for Under Review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. Each week, Jake and Evan answer a listener's question or break down an unusual call that happened in a game. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. Under review brought to you by G. Wilson Construction, building fine custom homes. And and let me tell you, Evan, uh, while you saw it, man, I posted a few pics and a couple of videos in the group chat of this. I don't, I, I, don't, I can't even call it a home. I don't, what, a mansion, 30,000 square feet, $50 million chalet up there in Whistler, Evan. This thing is probably about a year away from, from being completely finished but I, I got a good taste of what's happening there and i like i've never been inside of a place like this before like what did you oh, yeah. think when you when you saw the pictures well when you say 50 million dollar house yeah and uh you know you could probably fit about 10 families in this thing but even more so if you looked out the back window which i mean we're talking we're talking windows we're talking <laughs> windows bigger than most people's houses um you could actually see the slopes of Whistler right there. Like it yeah. was that yeah. heck of a best. Thing. He said best view. view in Whistler, like that bar none. He can see all the way up into the Pemberton Valley on a clear sunny day. And he's got uh, the backdrop. Like it's just, he's got a helicopter landing pad in his backyard, Evan. So it gives you the kind of idea of the houses that G Wilson construction is building. Check him out at gwilsonconstruction.com. You want to start a career in construction, uh, just click on the careers tab, follow the instructions, upload your resume, and uh, next thing you know, you're you're off and uh, running or nailing, if you will, Evan. Okay, under review time, and we're going to have a look at illegal equipment here. Got a lot of questions coming in about what happened on the weekend and what exactly illegal equipment is taken away, Evan. So the situation is this is in the dying seconds of the opening half in the game between uh, Philly and New York. And the situation it basically evolves like this. Tyler Digby takes a high stick. There's a delay penalty on the play. But in the high stick, Digby loses his helmet and then proceeds to back up, uh, take a look around the field, and try and find his next play. So instantly, Garrison blows the whistle and now takes Digby with the other player to the box, which creates a coincidental and unfortunately a few seconds later caused New York to go down a man because of the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Now, every some of the people that are not familiar with the rule book will look and say, illegal equipment, what's the call here? And I hate to say it in hockey, in the Canadian Hockey Association, Canadian ball hockey, the name of the rule is even worse, ineligible player. And this really confuses everybody. Now, illegal equipment covers everything from 
the the stick itself, whether the stick's legal, the goaltending equipment, how wide it can be, whether you've got illegal pads on, um, and not wearing a, a sponsored. Uh, what do you call it? Correct. A sanctioned and, sponsor, undergarment, pad, whatever. Shoot. Or if you got something that's deemed to be dangerous to other players. Now, the reason that this is a penalty, and you can go to the rule book, Rule 91. If you never looked at the rule book, the NLL, go to their webpage. On the top, you'll see a thing that says about, and in that drop box, the rule book's there. Rule 91, here's what it states. When a player loses his helmet, the player must immediately either reassemble his helmet while in the game or leave the floor. So he literally has to drop and fix the helmet right there or get to the bench. Point two, when a player is in possession of the ball, like Digby was, and he loses his helmet, he must immediately release the ball by passing or shooting. That didn't happen here. Digby took his time and came back. Failure to immediately reassemble the helmet or leave the floor shall result in a minor penalty to the offending player. So that's the situation. Regardless of the fact that his helmet was taken off because of an illegal hit, he still must pass the ball or shoot it immediately. And this is to, uh, to protect Digby as much as it is to protect anybody else exactly. as well. And, and, and I will say this. like This is a rule. It's not old it's not new and it's a rule that players know well enough that when their helmet comes off they either have to pass the ball shoot the ball or or get rid of the ball and either put their helmet on or get to the bench and and none of that really happened with with tyler digby now there's one other thing to state with this and that is rule 33 3 and this is something that the NLL referees, I'll be honest with you, are not enforcing. And if they were to enforce it, I think you'd see a lot less helmets coming off because you're seeing more of them coming off. And the rule 33-3 is, is that the chin guard mm. at the bottom of the helmet must be secured to the chin when the jaw is not in an extended now, position. There is a ton of guys in that that push the envelope i will say and the first guy that that really comes to mind is eli mclaughlin like his is is literally dangling down near his neck so guys and this is a safety issue as well yeah guys don't like the snug cup under the i mean some guys do but some guys definitely play around with it so it comes off their chin it goes underneath their jaw uh i mean and they're doing it at their own risk here but if it's a rule in the rule book, and it's not something I had ever really taken a close look at, but that that should be enforced for the player's own safety, whether it's comfortable for him or not. Like get get over it. Like you're you're wearing a mouth guard, you got a face mask in front of you. Get used to having a chin cap on your chin and get on with it because it's 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 ultimately it's for your safety. It's to help prevent concussions and and keep your teeth intact. Yeah, I mean, in hockey, I've probably enforced that rule many times. But when I talk about enforcing it, it's, if I see a player with a dangling, you give him a warning, like, "Hey, tighten it, it, it up." It's like get it, get to the bench and get it fixed. Yeah, right? you don't and give the guy a penalty, but you, you... Time, then I'm taking him the box. Sure, but sure, but you know, just talk to him. And when you know that they're starting to enforce it, guys are going to get it on there. Absolutely. All right, uh, Evan, we got Brody Merrill waiting to join us here for episode number 64. So let's take a quick break here on Lax Class. And on the other side, quarter two, it's the captain of the San Diego Seals, Brody Merrill. 
You got it right here on Lacrosse All Stars Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Devin Caney from the NLL. You're listening to The Cross Classified on the Last All-Stars Podcast Network, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network, episode 64 in the works. This is quarter two. You just heard from our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging, where they create first impressions. And Evan, I was uh, perusing the website here actually just today, and did you know you can get a quote online? They have a little section where you... Fill out a few things, tell them what kind of package you want, where you're getting your packaging now, all sorts of little questions, and then uh, you can get yourself a quote right online. Simple, easy. It's going to make our lives easier in a few months then, hopefully. All right. Um, Now joining the program, it's the captain of the San Diego Seals. He's also the athletic director and head coach of the lacrosse team at the Hill Academy. We want to talk about it all. With first-timer on Lacrosse Classified, I can't believe this. I, I went to, like, shoot you a text, and I didn't have your number. I had to go to Pat to get your number. Brody Merrill <laughs> on the program. Brody, thanks for doing this. Uh, great to be on, guys. Uh, our, yeah, it is great to be on. We're, we're happy to have you. Uh, something else that was great, I'm sure, was that victory on the weekend. And, and that was – I don't know if it, it, you want to throw it in that category this early in the season, Brody, but that, that was almost must-win territory for the Seals. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We, um, you know, it, it is early still, but in the same breath, just given kind of circumstance, um, you know, I felt uh, felt a different energy going into the game, and it definitely had that you had that sense of uh, pressure, urgency, um, which I think is is a good thing for a team to feel early in the season. So then coming into, of course, this week's matchup down in Vegas, a division rival, a chance to get up the standings in your division. Critical game, even though, of course, you're going to have a distraction being in Vegas, but guys got to focus on the task at hand. For sure. I, it's, um, and I think it's a, it has a special feeling for, uh, for the players. And, you know, I think, um, one that we've been looking forward to, but in the same breath in the midst of our season, we just, we understand the importance of the matchup and, you know, kind of the business at hand. And, and, uh, so we're, we're, we're looking forward to kind of getting, uh, you know, a little bit more of our divisional, uh, stretch of games and, uh, where they, you know, they count, you know, and they will make a big difference in terms of the overall standing. Are you uh, are you a Vegas veteran, Brody? Have you frequented uh, Sin City a number of times? Like, how is this going to be for you to kind of go to Vegas and know that you got to kind of lock yourself in your hotel room here and you got a game to play? <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've been to Vegas once. It was actually um, Bruce Urban uh, took um, flew uh, Chris McElroy and I when we were uh, playing for the Rush, and we did a. Uh, 
kind of a week-long shadow of uh, Randy Couture, the USC wow. fighter. And uh, so that was a really cool experience. And, um, yeah, it was. Uh, we got to train with him, you know, like just uh, – you know, just a great learning experience from a pretty, he has a pretty unique athletic background. And, and, uh, so that's my memory of, uh, of Vegas. We, um, you know, got to experience the city a little bit, but I'm not, I have to say like, I'm not a, it's, I'm not a huge Vegas guy. So I'm, you know, I'm, you're going to be okay. Uh, you're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to playing. And it's funny because I think there's a, been hearing from a lot of different people coming to you know i think there's an orangeville crew coming out to watch the game oh my. and uh so <laughs> no. it'll be fun yeah, <laughs> it'll I, I, be this fun. is this is brand new news to me i evan and i are also making the trip down so hopefully uh nice. hopefully we don't cross paths with the hornets down there because things could get out of hand quickly no doubt. I think you'll have a tough time not crossing paths. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> across people tend to kind of gravitate to each other. A good time will follow those 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 guys around for sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> a little bit of an interesting situation in the last game where uh, Frankie Chiliano goes on the IR. Nick DeMood's got to play uh, the starter role, and now you got Connor Kiernan <laughs> in that. Um, I, I guess maybe he got a little bit in the warm-up, but A, how is Connor Kiernan in that? And B, uh, you must, it must be satisfying that you got a backup that you can now rely upon. Yeah, um, for sure. I think, you know, the circumstance there didn't, didn't make a lot of sense to us. How, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it was a paperwork thing, but, um, so that was kind of disappointing the way the league handled that, but um, I'm sure some of that's on us too as a team. But in the same breath, it's uh, you know it was kind of a funny rallying um, point for our team. You know, like Connor is a guy that we all we all like, and he's he's a character in our in our room in, in a good way. And um, he's actually he was a he was a hockey goalie growing up, and and we I'm not sure if you guys saw we had this uh, beach lacrosse tournament earlier in the year, and he was. Uh, He's actually a pretty like he's a really good. <laughs> I, I hope he's not listening. I don't want to pump his tires oh, too much, but he's uh, he's a good like kind of backyard lax uh, goalie, and so he wasn't in the lineup that night. And um, you know, again, t- the type of guy, he is, team guy, he is. He he um, you know jumped at the opportunity, and we're fortunate. We're lucky. We just got through it, and we're, we're happy when see him in live in any live action there, and. And then Nikki uh, Demu did a great job stepping in, and you know, and uh, it made a couple of big saves, yeah, saved the penalty shot, and a clear cut breakaway too. So yeah. it was nice to see him get that experience, and hopefully Frankie will be back healthy soon. Speaking with Brody Merrill from the San Diego Seals, Evan just went back a game. I want to go actually back two games, Brody, and, and a lot of chatter around the hit from Scott Campbell on on Casey Jackson and. I'll I'll say this, Brody. I I thought it was a clean hit, and I get the fact in the response from the seals, especially with Casey and his injury history. Like I I get the response. I I want to talk to you about your. I mean, you're a 38 year old guy, and and for Soupy, he answered the bell there, and and I don't know if he needed to, but it was to me. I was just like I was so proud of everybody involved with that whole. Like, I thought it was a really good hit, but I thought it deserved a response. And then Soupy answering the bell at the end of the game, going with you, 
like it, it just it all played out right to me. I wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's um, sometimes it's hard for people to understand how kind of outside of the game just how emotional and intense um, a game is, right? And and physicality, things happen really quickly, and and uh, and then and then you also have these connections with your teammates, right? And and then uh, you know with Casey and everything that he's gone through and kind of battling back and and uh, having some pretty tough times. Um, with that and then, um, you know, getting back and playing, getting, you know, getting healthy again. And then for that to happen, it was, um, you know, and I, I again, I, I, uh, do I like the hit? No. I mean, I think that you can make a different play there. You don't think you need to fall through the way that he did, but in the same breath, I do respect the fact that, you know, I know the type of person and player, um, you know that, that Campbell is. He's a, he's a stand-up guy. He's a solid guy. He's been a great leader in the league, and and uh, so I I know that. I know, I know he's not a malicious kind of reckless player, and yeah. and uh, and definitely respect the fact that you know again he kind of answered the bell. But you know it's kind of that. It, it's again when you're in the game as as long as you have been, it's it's those things. You know it's it's hard for the outside world to see, but it kind of more makes sense, I guess, to. Uh, uh, when you're in the game. Yeah, for sure. And and with that being said, Brody, like those like watching you and, and Soupy kind of get after it, I'm thinking to myself, like at 38, 37 years old, <laughs> I don't know if I see myself doing that. Like how much longer do you think you can play in this league? I, I Like I don't see a, a, the future ending anytime soon. What, how do you feel? Like how long do you want to play? Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a question I get asked a lot, you know, lately, obviously, um, you know, for me, I just have always, you know, even the last few years have kind of taken it year to year and, um, you know, definitely feel like it's, it's getting close, you know, and I, I, you know, I still, I still love, I still love the kind of preparation behind it, the challenge of, you know, getting ready to play every week and, and, you know, I, I love the game itself and, you know, so that's, that's going to be tough to walk away from, but, um, you know, I do have a young family and, and, uh, you know, it's, it, you, you're starting to feel that pull more and more and it makes it, makes it harder and harder. But, um, you know, so to answer your question, I just, I, I take it year by year and just kind of see how the, how my health holds up and, and, uh, you know, I think anyone would say, you know, like when they're getting to that point, it's just still that, that love and that drive. And, and of course, how much longer you can put up with Pat too, right? Like a, <laughs> that's also a factor. That's also <laughs> <laughs> no, Look at um, Sorry about no, that. That, that. That part's been fun. That, that part's been fun. And do you think he could handle we it? never expected. Do you think he could handle it the other way, Brody? Like if you were his coach, do you think he could handle that? Well, it's, it's interesting because like we, you know, it's kind of, I, I feel like coaching is a little bit of that big brother dynamic anyways. Right. Absolutely. And, um, so, and we've been working together for a long time at the Hill and, and, uh, so we have that kind of, we, we know our lanes, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. And we can kind of sense when things are, when we kind of need our own space, our own boundaries. And, and so we kind of have a good feel for that. And that, I think that's why it's it's um you know been a been an easy uh you know transition that way and 
Um, you know, and, and, the, and the plus side to it too, you have this kind of, you know, unbreakable bond too. And this, this trust, this unconditional trust that you, and, and support in one another, that is a pretty powerful thing. When you look at the stats for this season, this is across the league. You've got seven starting goaltenders under 10 goals against. You've got eight of them over 800 save percentage. And a lot of this also has to do with the defense around the league. Is it a case now of defenses have caught up or maybe surpassed the offense? Or what are you seeing different in this season than in years past? I think the goaltending, and it just, and I can only speak to, uh, you know, our games this year. I think the goaltending has been really strong. Um, you know, I, I don't, there's, uh, it's funny. It, it's something that people talk about a lot with expansion is just kind of that depth and, and kind of a higher level goaltending. Um, but the, the goalies that are in our league now, uh, are, are really strong. And, um, you know, you're one week it's, it's not, not Vince. And then you're, you got, you got Nick Rose, you know, like Nick Rose, and then you're going. It feels like every team has a really has really strong goaltending, and um, like half of them are so from the Ville. I think that's a part of it too. And half of them are from the well, Ville. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Dylan Ward, you know, guys like Dylan Ward and Kirky, which is pretty cool yeah, for us, right? Like uh, for a small town, and yeah, and um, as much as yeah, so it's. It's been. Uh, I think I, I, I've noticed that. I, I think the quality of goaltending has has been really strong this year. And and um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe the offense kind of spreads out. I think it's with expansion. The the offense kind of thins out a little bit. Maybe that's uh, that might be. You know, it's probably not one thing. But uh, you know, just in some of the games that we played, we've been impressed by some of the goaltending. Yeah, I think I think it's probably a little bit of both columns there, Brody. I think it is probably the offense gets a little thinned out, and, and the goaltenders are just half themselves a year, man. Like, you look yeah. right across, and there's been some sensational performances. But give some credit to the D, too. I yeah. mean, the D has stepped sure. up this year. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Uh, hey, Brody, you mentioned the Hill just a, a little while back there, and obviously big news for, for you and Pat and your family uh, with the brand-new campus and, and rolling that thing out. Um, Tell me all about it, and and uh, are you looking for like a, a resident broadcaster to maybe live on campus <laughs> and just call sports all day? That, that's uh, for sure. For sure, we're gonna car. We can carve a role out for sure. Awesome. That, um, hey, like I'm not even kidding, man. You might get me to move across the country for that kid. <laughs> oh, we appreciate that. It, it, it's pretty, we're, we're all really excited. It's been a, kind of a long time coming for us, and. Um, you know, we've been kind of in an interim situation um, for some time, and it's it's uh, you know it feels a little bit surreal. We're we're moving into a new campus that has a little bit more of that traditional type of feel to it, and it's really it's a special place. It's right, it's actually right outside of probably about 15 minutes from where uh, I grew up, and so it's uh, it's in a you know great lacrosse area, and. Um, you know, and just an opportunity for us to kind of take the next step as a school, which we're all excited for. Is there is there a plan for you guys maybe to to look at having like a Western campus uh, somewhere in British Columbia or whether it be Alberta or something like that? Like, do you want to do you want to try and continue to grow the the profile? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a long term term goal uh, for us, is um, and we've actually kind of explored different options and. You know, across North America, and, okay. and so that's uh, 
kind of really exciting for us to think of. We're, we're trying to, you know, there's a, there's a lot, you know, um, just with the, the Ontario campus in itself, as you can imagine. Um, but we kind of want to get that to, uh, um, you know, again, take the next step with our campus there and then see, just kind of take it step by step. And, but we really believe in the concept and that relationship between academics and athletics. We feel like it can be a, you know, a pretty powerful thing. And so, um, yeah, we want to continue to, keep building well i'll tell you all it uh all it'll take is like a small little corner office by the gymnasium in the, in the <laughs> west wing or something like that i'm good to go you got it okay I, I, i'm sure you can wear it i think you know your versatility could definitely come into play oh, thank you very you much well, remember they, they, they accused you of being from orangeville right that's right <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. last one for me um you have had a storied career I'm going to say it. You're the greatest long pole of all time. I will, I'm not even putting anybody close to you in that category. Um, one game that sticks out in particular for me, of course, I was there watching. I was playing for a Minnow Nation in that tournament, the 06 Worlds. Um, you know, Gate coming out of retirement. You got Grant, you got you, Sanderson, and you guys broke the American streak. Is that the most memorable game or is there another game that sticks out to you yeah i appreciate that i mean i, I think it was uh for me you know like my first experience with it and um being around you know the, the players that you mentioned was a little bit uh surreal and it, it, we all kind of knew that it was gary's uh last last run at it and um you know so that was pretty cool and to see him the way he led that team and and um you know, to see to see it, you know, come. It was just like uh, such a long time coming, and then to have it, experience it with my my two my two closest friends, uh, Chris and Kyle. You know, that was that was really special. And so I I actually kind of remember that game. It's just um, just having a few beers after the game in the dorm room with a guy, pretty low key, but just such a such an amazing. Those are the feelings that you kind of chase in the game. You know, those winning feelings and. It's something that you can't really describe, and you know. So it's yeah, definitely. You know, that was uh, looking back in 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 hindsight, that was pretty special to be part of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can honestly just hear the emotion in in your voice when when you're speaking to that, Brody. Uh, last one for me, and and I'll uh, I'll relate it to a gloves off situation. I've I've had a chance to call a couple of beauty tilts with with you involved. Uh, Matt Beers comes to mind. Andrew Suter comes to mind do you have a do you have a guy in your past that you just had one heck of a tilt with or maybe the toughest guy you've ever had to go up against Brody um well it's funny because I was thinking this this um when I was in junior it was uh Scott Campbell's I don't know if it's his younger brother or his older brother but he's a little bit bigger and it was a it was a line it was one of the scarier moments, I'd say, like in in uh, my career, where we just kind of squared off, but there was no rest really around to break it up. <laughs> so I got uh, those are scary. Uh, I took I took I took my medicine on that one. So, um, but I, I don't know. There's oh um, nine man that, cut maybe oh nine. Yeah, uh... that was that was pretty. I think just because of the whole series, you yeah. know, and that being a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, just, I remember how like physical and, 
you know, that first game was, and it just came to a head and, um, that, that series kind of had everything. And, uh, and, and also the team that it was with and with Terry coaching yeah. and, uh, we like there was a you know a couple of sets of brothers on that team and they're just a really close knit group and and um, so it was uh, yeah that was definitely memorable remember I, it was, it was a, somehow that that brawl got on to CNN I was getting texts from my <laughs> I didn't know all my that. American buddies like what the hell that. like the random people like my well you know how it works that right? I hadn't heard yeah. of and, you know, five years, and it's, yeah. As soon as a brawl <laughs> breaks out in scary. lacrosse, that's what hits the mainstream media every time. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's uh, true. Hey, man, this was really fun. Brody, uh, I really appreciate your time coming on Lacrosse Classified here. Best of luck to you and the Seals down there in Sin City and, and, and to the rest of the season, and all the best uh, with the Hill Academy as well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, our pleasure, man. That was Brody okay. Merrill right there, captain of the San Diego Seals. Evan, three-time transition player of the year and just an absolute gamer. Like, one of my favorite players. To, I know I have a lot of favorites, Evan, but honestly, like, watching Brody, he just – he's one of those guys that plays the game the right way every game that he plays. And I'll say it again, greatest long pole ever. And I'm talking – there's not anybody, anybody even – well, there That's you go. the thing that, yeah, uh, you, you, what else can you say about him? Yeah, I mean, born leader as well, one of the best captains in the NLL's history as well. If you uh, happen to be down in Vegas, Evan, I know you actually have a residence down there. That's where we're going to be staying, but you got a lot of friends down there. So pass along the word. Tickets still available for the Mammoth and the Seals. Go to sealslax.com. Uh, get all your deals at sealslax.com, and uh, we'll see you in Vegas this weekend. <laughs> and I'm just uh, hoping that you're going to be on your best behavior because I know I'm probably responsible mm. for you. I'm pretty sure I'm yeah, getting the tax from Danny. Get, get a leash but... or uh, some sort of chain <laughs> device, and you can just kind of pull me around and make sure I... I... That's, that's a different... There's only one thing I'm going to tell you about Vegas, and that is expect anything. Okay. Do, you know, the second you think that you've seen the craziest thing you've ever seen, Three minutes later, you're going to see the next right, screen. I'm, pa- I'm packing an extra pair of socks now that you said that. All right, let's get to break. We got uh, Dylan Ward coming on the other side. Keep it right here in episode 64 of Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all-natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. This is Keegan Ball from the Vancouver Warriors. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and Boston Rock. Welcome back to Lax Class, episode 64. This is quarter number three. Before we get in to our next guest, get into, get on to, get into, get on to our next guest. We got to tell you about Pure Vital Labs. Best supplements on the market. Tons of lacrosse players on those supplements. 
And I don't think I've ever really told you where to buy. Now, next week, maybe the next couple of weeks, we're going to get in touch, hopefully get hooked up on the on the online team store. But right now, if you want to get a hold of some PVL supplements, GNC, Reflex, Thrifty Foods, Fuel, all Popeyes, you name it, wherever you get your supplements, you can find PVL or go to PVL.com. And uh, get those all-natural, informed choice, certified products powered by PVL, pvl.com. All right, Dylan Ward, it's been since April you've been on Lacrosse Classified. Welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Uh, Thanks for coming back, man. Uh, I know you're just kind of wrapping up high school practice i'm assuming this is of the outdoor variety uh, where are you coaching how are the boys looking when does the season start give me the lowdown on what's happening there in denver yeah so i actually took over a head coaching job at uh, denver east high school this year um first year with the program right now we're just doing uh, some preseason stuff so today we were actually we we're just doing tr- uh, some speed work and uh, we uh, give a little free plug here to Joel Razor, our uh, strength and conditioning coach with the Mammoth, was out there working with the boys tonight. Uh, we got three weeks left of that. Then we get into our training camp, and then the season starts, uh, I believe, the first week of March or second week of March. So we're, we're getting pretty close here. Well, we got to start with this off the top, and it's the thing that's been starting to trend on Twitter. Hashtag trade ward. <laughs> you even have been having fun with this. I don't know if you know this guy that started this whole thing to saying you got to get traded because he blames you for every problem in Colorado. But now there's T-shirts and everybody just seems to. Did you ever imagine that something like this would happen? Uh, no, and but first off, I do not know this guy. Um, Section 104, Dylan. He actually, 104. he actually just started following me on Twitter the other night. So um, we're, we're getting we're getting there. Maybe did you follow back? Did you me. follow back? But uh, did no, you? I think it's I think it's hilarious. And uh, you know, um, if he's going to spend his money to to come to Mammoth Games and and he wants to say that to get me out of there, that's all on him. And and uh, you know, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I think it's hilarious. And and the the way that, like you said, the way it's kind of caught fire on Twitter with uh, guys having some, some tongue in cheek fun with it. It's been pretty funny to see. Yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't want to you know, take full responsibility here, Dylan, but uh, once this kind of kind of picked up, I said we we got to run with this. And and now the boys over at the Lacrosse Flash have come out with a t-shirt. Have you seen the t-shirt? Did you order a t-shirt? Is the Mammoth going to start selling these things? Like Austin's actually given them one. I know that. Okay. Like you got to you got to get your hands on one of these things and, and walk around proudly. I would love to get my hands on one. I have I have seen them. Um, they look pretty fun. They look good, and uh, and uh, I got a good laugh out of those when I saw them for the first time. Uh, speaking with Dylan Ward here from the Colorado Mammoth, uh, let's let's go back a couple of days, Dylan. Probably still a little little salt in the mouth there off of that overtime loss against the Buffalo Bandits, but a heck of a, a lacrosse game at the Pepsi Center. You and Matty Vince kind of trading punches there, and and going up against a good Buffalo team in a game that really could have gone either way for you. Yeah, you know, you know, losing a game in overtime is always tough, and I think just you know from from my perspective. Um, you know, the number that we, we really, our, I personally really look at is the number 10. And I think if we hold teams to under 10 and we can score more than 10 goals, we'll be in a pretty good spot. And, you know, I think it's fair to say a lot of teams around the league look at, look at the number 10 the same way. But, 
you know, for for most of the season, our defense has been doing such a good job, and I just think that that game, our, we really let the the team down in that back end, and you know, the offense puts up 12 on on a good defense and an even better goalie, and for us to turn around and give up 13, and you know, I want to say five or six of those right off the top that I can think of right off the top of my head hit me and found its way in the back of the net. So, you know, I think it was a pretty frustrating loss all around, and and a game that we could have and I think we should have won, but. You know, um, tip your cap to Buffalo. They came out and had a had a game plan, stuck with it, came out on the right end of end of things, and uh, you know we, we're on to San Diego now. Yeah, we're going to talk about that San Diego game coming up here, obviously. But like, where do you where do you kind of see yourself as a team right now, Dylan? Like, you've had some impressive victories, no doubt about it. I, I think just a few weeks ago in Saskatchewan uh, with a convincing victory over the Rush. I, I think about that early season victory over Georgia. But then there's there's been some disappointing performances, I think, to Vancouver, and and you're talking about Buffalo in a game that you guys really feel like you should have won. Is that just kind of the maturation of a of a young team there in Colorado that they're still finding their identity and consistency a little bit? Uh, I think you know it's, it comes down to consistency, and and we we can't afford to you know have one side of the ball be very good and the other side of the ball not. Um, we just need to find a way to be consistent on both sides of both sides of the, 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 the field or the floor. And uh, once we start doing that, I think we're going to be a very tough team to beat. But, you know, like you said, we've, we've just been inconsistent to start the year. And obviously we've seen a lot of things that we really like, but we've also seen things that, you know, we shouldn't be doing and, and things that shouldn't be happening and, and uh, making mistakes that are so fixable, which is a good thing because, you know, we know with the group that we have in our room um, that, we, we know we can get where we want to with this group. We just need to be able to, to play a full 60 on both sides of the floor, and, and uh, good things will happen. Got to give some love to the goalie union this year because, you know, most years nobody goes under 10 goals against average. Right now there's seven starters under 10. You know, most years a guy goes 800 save percentage, he's goaltender of the year. Right now there's eight guys over 800. What is happening this year? Sounds like time to shrink just... the pads and make the nets bigger to me, Dylan. I don't know about you. <laughs> but what are you seeing out there that, the, you know, the goal union is just sparkling this year? You know, I don't know, I, but I love it. And I think, you know, I think ideally, you know, an 8-7 game is like the perfect score in the NLL because, you know, when you get to too many goals, the flow of the game just is, is gone. It, it takes so long to, to get the, the ball started and, and take that initial face off again and, and, um, you know, it seems, feels like games just drag on forever, right? But I know, I mean, I love what I'm seeing from the goalies so far this year. I, I can't pinpoint one thing exactly, um, that, that's, that's causing all of these goalies success. But I know, you know, I think you've seen a change in, in the way teams are playing defensive, defensively, right? You've got, you've kind of gone away from the, the pressure down defense where guys are, are trying to make the offense make plays. And you kind of leave yourself open to to some of those really good scoring chances if teams are able to break down that defense. Now you're seeing a lot of teams play, you know, like uh, us in uh, us in Calgary, uh, more of a pack it in defense and say, hey, if yeah. you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us from the outside. We know our goalies can stop those. Um, and, and if you're going to try and get to the dirty areas, we're going to make sure you know that that we're there. So I think that's kind of uh, had a bit to do with it. Uh, I think the goalies are just getting better and better, and and um, you know I think I think the right now these scores are just you know show such a great speed to the game, and and the the pace of play has been awesome. 
Yeah, I think I think the next step, Dylan, is we just we just take the stick away from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or make you play the other hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking with Dylan Ward from the Colorado Mammoth, uh, next game is not too far off in the horizon here, Dylan, and I'm sure a, a healthy contingent of Mammoth fans are going to make the trip to Sin City. I don't know how many times you've been to Vegas or, or not. It's going to be my first time this weekend. I can't wait for this. I'm sure you're excited about it too. And and the game just became a lot bigger with you guys kind of coming off a loss and San Diego coming off a victory. How forward are you looking to this game against the Seals in Las Vegas? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Las Vegas, you know, out of the picture, um, this game is huge, right? We need We need to make sure we take care of business. You know, get a get a step up on them in in terms of our season series, and also, you know, for just on our own end, we need to get back in the win column. Um, you know, we had a pretty good start going three and one, and then since then, you know, we're one and three. So we need to get things going again uh, in Mammoth Land, and, and that starts with a great opportunity against the the San Diego Seals too. You know, first off, build some separation between the two of us, uh, but second off, make sure that we're on the right side of uh, winning the season series with them, because you know, as you guys know, those season series. Uh, can really come into effect down the stretch. One thing I was going to ask you, because you are one of the best box goaltenders in the world. You're also one of the best field goaltenders in the world. When you switch from one season to the other, is there a transition that you have to go through or a different mindset that you have to go through? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you, it's not so hard coming from the field season to the box season just because there is that buffer there. But when I'm coming back from the NLL season into, uh, you know, the MLL, it's, uh, it, it, it takes a little bit of time. And, and, you know, that's just because, you know, you got to get used to not wearing the equipment. You got to be used to holding your stick up, up by your ear. And, and, um, you know, it just, it, it takes some time to, to, to get those movement backs and, and making those saves routine in the field game, um, where you're trying to catch the ball rather than the box game where you're more or less trying to block it. Last one here for you, Dylan Ward. I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Who who do you think is the toughest shooter for you to stop in the NLL? Pump some guys' tires oh, for I mean, me right now. I mean, if you're gonna if we're if I'm looking at the short term, it's Josh Byrne. The guy just burned me for seven. <laughs> but uh, you sorry. know, I think sorry, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> you got to look at guys like uh, like Dane Dolby, Mark Matthews, Curtis Dixon, guys I see consistently. Uh, in the NLL and, and you know those are guys that I, I love playing against those top end players and you know Mark Matthews I think is the, the guy for me just because you know I've played against him almost my whole life he's a year older than me I played against him every other year in minor I played against him for four years in junior Mental um, cup pro too, yeah. college everything so you know he's the guy that I, I've respected for a long time he's such an incredible player and when we're playing Saskatchewan you know it's definitely you know, it's definitely a challenge for me that I give myself. Like, all right, let's 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 see if I can shut down Mark as much as possible. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a little tip. Don't don't tell Mark I told you this. It's actually the mailman's birthday today, by the way. Happy thirtieth birthday to Mark Matthews. Uh, he really likes to go short side high, Dylan. Short side high. <laughs> I have no idea where Mark likes to shoot because I never watch film. No, that's a complete lie. But um, you know, he's one of the best. He's been one of the best for years. And, like I said, being able to compete against, you know, a guy like him uh, as many times as we do during the season, it, it's just, you know, it's it's something that – it's the reason why you play a uh, competitive sport is you want to, you know, get the best uh, – get the best of your competitors. So, 
Um, you know, there's no doubt when, I, when we're playing guys like that, uh, it's a little bit of something just in the back of my mind that I, I, I try to try to get the, the better of them week in and week out. No doubt about it. Hey, Dylan, uh, hope to see you down in Las Vegas. Good luck against the Seals. Hashtag good times. Hashtag trade ward. Thanks for doing this, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Look forward to seeing you. And uh, looking forward to uh, hopefully a great experience in uh, Vegas this weekend. It's going to be awesome, man. Can't wait. Uh, Dylan Ward, Colorado Mammoth, Evan, and I, number one box lacrosse goalie on the planet? You tell me. Uh, well, number one goalie in lacrosse overall for certain. Yes. And for for my money, the last three, four years, he's been the best box goaltender no question about it um you know <laughs> if they ever want to trade him i think colorado could get three first round draft picks that's how valuable he is yeah and if not for some guy named matt vince uh, there may be a couple of more goalie of the year awards up on the mantle for dylan ward uh, the guy can't play forever he's going to win a, a handful more before it's all said and done i'm convinced of it uh, always a fun time talking to dylan Ward, let's take one more break, Evan. Let's move into quarter four. Let's get in some news and notes and then play another round of Stampy Tax. Who you got? Week 10 is next here on Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com tickets today. Hey, this is Brody Merrill from the San Diego Seals. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and Boston Cross. And now it's time for Who You Got. Welcome back to Lax Class Lacrosse fans. Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar with you. Episode 64. No more breaks here on Lacrosse Classified as we're into the fourth quarter. It's time for news and notes. It's time for Who You Got, but not until I tell you about our friends from the Vancouver Warriors. Their next home game comes up Friday the 7th. They're in New England this weekend, Evan. Uh, But on the 7th, it's a Friday night game. Note the start time, by the way. A few start time changes. Every game except the February 29th game, that Saturday night game. The rest of them are Friday night games, and they're all changed to 7.30 p.m. starts. Note your calendars. For you Warrior fans. But uh, coming up on the 7th, it's throwback night. Uh, The music, Y2K, the iPod, Evan, MySpace. Remember it all from the turn of the century. Dress up in your favorite 2000s garb. Throw on your favorite trucker hat. And don't forget to wear your skater shoes. The throwback night at the Warriors game. 7.30 face-off from Rogers Arena. Get on VancouverWarriors.com to get your tickets. Promo code BIZ20, I think that's still going. Nothing's offside for the Vancouver Warriors, Evan. Uh, tickets, nineteen ninety-five. Starting there for the Warriors game, they got the cheap beer, the cheap mm-hmm. food, tons of entertainment. Like, I, if you haven't been, you got to go. And and if, if you're a regular fan, just get the season's tickets and save yourself some money yeah. because you're going to end up going anyway. 
Well, and the, I have to say I was really impressed the last home game where Biz was there. There was definitely an attendance uptick. You could see it, that the ends were full. And it's that's working. a very good sign. The yeah. Biz is where And joining the broadcast there with uh, with the Chancellor and Brandon, uh, <laughs> Speaking of nothing's offside, Evan, uh, I, I don't know if they had the eight-second delay ready to go there on BR Live or not, uh, but that, that, that got well, a little... Well, Chancellor's a troublesome person, you know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, he was trying to kind of keep it on the rails, I think, uh, a little bit there was... was... <laughs> but uh, he better be careful because it kind of looked like Biz was, was coming for his job a little bit. Oh, you know... I think Chandler is safe there for a little while, but I think you know, so. Too. You know the 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 biz effect. People worried about it at the start. I called it marketing brilliance then. I'm going to call it marketing brilliance now because it's getting non lacrosse people out there. I hope his bar tab wasn't too hefty at the Roxy, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they won the game there, right. So. He had to slap down five bills and then take the boys out to the Roxy that night as well. So uh, that was probably a pretty expensive night for Biz. He can afford it. Six zero four eight nine nine four six two five option one. Talk to the chat. Get hooked up with some tickets. Throwback night, February seventh. Presented by the Vancouver Warriors. You want to talk about marketing brilliant seven? I don't know if we can go that far, but marketing sponsoring here on Lacrosse Classified, it's got to be right up there. It's got to be right up there with the biz. It's got to be right up there. And if we're talking about another bit of marketing brilliance, for those that haven't seen it yet, check out the, <laughs> the, the Blaze King video of Blaze Reared. And that is, that is something. I don't know how Blaze kept a straight face. Of him chirping himself, yeah, both trash, <laughs> trash. No, pretty good, pretty good from String King, no doubt about it. Uh, Evan, let's. Uh, what do you want to do here? You want to go straight into who you got? Why don't we do that? Let's do who you got. All right, let's it's go. it's time for Stampy Tax. Who you got? Evan, who you got? Jake, who you got? 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 Who yeah got? Who you got? Stampy Tax, who you got? Did you know Stampy Tack and Western Wear has more than just cowboy boots? We mentioned it off the top of the show, Evan. Selection of CSA-approved work boots, tough enough to tackle any job site. Blundstones, cowboy, you name it. They got every kind of boot you can think of at Stampy Tack and Western Wear. Visit them in Cloverdale and the big store out there in the Dale. Or online at stampy.ca where shopping online is still shopping local. Evan, tough week for us. We both went two and three in week nine, so you remain ahead by one game in the overall standings. Uh, records now 24 and 16 for you, 23 and 17 for me. But uh, the winner of week nine's who you got, another member of uh, our chat group, Evan. I can't believe three out of the last four weeks, uh, the Illuminati has won who you got. Patty, super lacrosse superstar, Pat Gregoire, smoking Pat. Color analyst yeah. for the Halifax Thunderbirds has won who you got week nine. And just like Adam Levy last week, he is going to donate the prize away. Grow the game. So, so check out our Twitter. Check out his Twitter. Here's the simple contest. And it is post a picture of yourself. When you were a kid playing lacrosse. And you know what? Maybe we'll see a whole bunch of players post 
in the league posting pictures of Let's themselves when so. they were young. Let's and if so. you didn't play when you were young, post a picture of your kid right now playing lacrosse. Sure. You know, and and you know, we're gonna pick somebody at random and they're gonna get the Stampede Pack Prize. There Stampede Pack Prize. Don't forget, keep signing up every single week to give yourself the best chance to win the grand prize. You can remain anonymous. Just tell Evan when you send in the email, hey, don't mention my name or make up a fake name if you're worried about that. Uh, sign up every week. Literally takes 60 seconds, and you can win weekly prizes and be eligible for the grand prize at the end of the year, valued at over 300 bucks from Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Okay, Evan, week 10. Let's get through this quickly. we got a lot of news and notes this week here for week 10 as well, so let's move along here, okay? Georgia at Philadelphia gets going on the 31st of January. It's a 7 p.m. Eastern time start. Swarm, this is a good game right off the get-go. I have not even looked at this week's games here, Evan, before I make my picks, just so you know. Georgia at Philadelphia, who you got? This is not easy um, because Philadelphia is not the Philadelphia of old. And, you know, Zach Hagan's playing out of his mind. Who? Okay, who in the world would have had Zach Hagens at this point in time with the top save percentage and the top goals against average? Not me. <laughs> Nobody would Not Nobody me. Would. Not me. No. So that's what makes this tough. I'm going to take the swarm. Wow. Wow. I I was not expecting that. i got to be honest. I was not expecting that. I think uh, – I think Georgia could easily win this game, but I I think Philly's got something cooking, especially at home, Evan. And Higgins, man, like he he keeps doing it. So, yeah, Georgia won that last game. They beat the Black Wolves on the road. Impressive. Man, I'm going to take Philadelphia. Taking Philly. And and no more of this uh, picking – because you pick them stuff, by the way. If I would have followed my gut last week, I would be in the lead this week. I didn't do that. I, I chickened out on a couple of picks. So no they more no this. more of that. This. And by the way, while we're talking about that, Evan, we need to really get Kevin on the horn and figure out the pro- – because once I get into the lead, I don't want the, 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 the prize or the punishment to be influenced because I'm at the lead, in the lead at the time – that we oh, decide this, on. okay? So we gotta we gotta take uh-huh. care of this immediately. Okay, you're so, taking Georgia. I'm taking so Philadelphia. Well, we don't know. You're just gonna. We don't know. You gotta get. We gotta talk to Kevin, and we gotta figure out. He's usually the guy that comes up with it, right? So we got. We got to open a surprise this time because we've done punishments too many times. Yeah, I think now. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss. We'll discuss. But we gotta do it. Like we gotta stop talking about it, and we gotta do it. Okay. Halifax at Toronto, Evan. Undefeated Thunderbirds taking on The Rock at home. Who you got? At this stage, especially Halifax going into Calgary and doing what they did, I can't pick against them. I've got to take the Thunderbirds. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not picking against the Thunderbirds until they lose. This could be the game that they lose, but I'm not picking against them until they lose. That's just not smart. Give me Halifax as well. Rochester at Buffalo. The big rivalry here, Evan. Renewed once again. Nighthawks and Bandits. This time from Banditland. Who you got? Pretty simple for me here. You got the veteran Matt Vince facing the rookie Craig Wendy. And as much as Wendy's played very well, 
I'll take Matt Vince every day on this one. Give me the balance. Sounds like pretty reasonable thought process to me. I will also take the Bandits who are coming off that big overtime victory against the Colorado Mammoth back home there in Banditland. And uh, I think they take care of Rochester at home. All right. So we move into Saturday. We got, what do we got there? Three Friday night games, Evan. That is rare. Two Saturday <laughs> night games. Uh, the first one taking place in New England at the casino, a rare Saturday in New England. Warriors making the long trip to the Mohegan Sun Casino and Resort, Evan. Warriors at the Wolves. Who you got? Pretty simple here. Vancouver, the last time they went out east, didn't perform too well. Now this is even further, plus a two-hour bus ride. Give me the Black Wolves. I want to say the last time Vancouver went to New England, it ended pretty well, if I recall. Corey Small with a, a rather big goal for the then stealth in New England, Evan. Uh, those That seemed like a lifetime ago now, though. If I'm not mistaken, that was the game that got them in the playoffs. It, well, it clinched a home playoff game, uh, got them to 9-9 nine and nine on the year. Colorado winning the playoff game in Vancouver. Uh, New England. Yeah, I, 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 they bounce back here after that uh, loss to Georgia, I think, and take care of business on their home floor. And it's it's a tough road, man. It, it, I don't think anybody likes to use it as an excuse, but if you come all the way from the West Coast and got to get to Mohegan Sun and then play a game, it is a haul, man. I've done it, and it takes a toll on you, so give me New England. Last game, Evan, and it's the one we will both be at. Down in Nevada, Las Vegas, Evan, San Diego hosting the Colorado Mammoth. We talked to Brody Merrill. We talked to Dylan Ward. Final game of Week 10, who you got? And, of course, the ultimate thing here is, is that there is no home field advantage at this stage. It's a neutral site game. Now, interestingly, interestingly enough, we saw a video from the Seals today that appeared that some of their players are already in Vegas. Wow. Which is an interesting move. And uh, we'll see how that plays out. But Well, maybe to do a little promotion, right? Get out there on the yeah. streets. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what the crowd's going to be or like. the strip, Evan. I don't know. But it's, you know. They're not on the strip. Okay. The Orleans is not on the strip. No, but, but I mean for the players that are down there right now, maybe they're they're on the, on the path, right? They're up and down the strip and handing out uh, whatever. Yeah, like the, the weird thing, and this is where I don't know where the tenants is going to end up on this, because I think back to when Colorado and L.A. used to play an exhibition game there every year in Vegas at the MGM, and you would have a situation where the morning of the game, they'd have 4,000 tickets sold, and by, you know, the face opening face-off, to be 12,000 hmm. sold. So it all depends how many tourists that – come in for the day, it's like, oh, guess what? There's a game going on. Why not? Let's check it out. So that's the, that's the big question mark. We'll wait and see how that plays out. But out of these two, um, I, I trust Dylan Ward, or I trust the Colorado defense more. Uh, we don't know what goaltender is going to be there for San Diego. <sighs> Give me the mouth. Yeah, I mean, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. With the uncertainty of, of Shiliano, and I know I'm not taking anything away from David, but 
not knowing whether Frankie is going to play. Of course, still no Austin Stotts there. I just think Colorado matches up really well here with San Diego with that defense, and, and they're going to suffocate that offense. And then you got Dylan Ward to try and get past him as well. So I think that's the right pick there. I'm taking the Colorado Mammoth as well. So what do we got? Just one different different pick. Is that right? The first just game of the weekend. One, yes. So I got uh, Philadelphia. You got Georgia. Yep, that's correct. All right, man. We'll see how it plays out. We could be tied or you could be two up by uh, by the start of week 11. We'll see. News and notes. Seven is how we end off every week here on Lacrosse Classified. Uh, tell me about this. Kinsman Arena starting up a box league. Yeah, the Kinsman Organization Saskatoon is starting an inner city program, which is nice because a lot of these kids in the inner city don't have the money to buy equipment and to get floor time and things like that. So the one thing that I'm just going to put out there is if you've got used equipment and you can donate some for these kids, get a hold, slide into our DMs. I can get you in touch with the right people and, you know, let's make this thing grow. Uh, just looking at my news and notes here, Evan, we've kind of covered off a bunch of these uh, already. So we've talked about going to Vegas. We're both going to Vegas. We talked about the Warriors game time changes. Uh, all the Friday night games now move to 730. Uh, we talked about the Frank Shiliano IR snafu, which is, which is kind of a, a weird one. We talked about Mark Matthews birthday. So we got, uh, just a few more things to talk about here. Uh, news coming out of Warriors camp, Aaron Bolt outright released and I, I look at this like Vancouver kind of saw the writing on the wall that this was going to be Eric Penny's team moving forward Aaron Bold may not be particularly happy being a backup at this point of his career and pretty hefty contract to go along with it and it was kind of just time to part ways with Aaron Bold and I think it caught a lot of people by surprise but when you kind of take a step back and look at it it, it makes a lot of sense I don't know if it surprised me as much as it did others, but yeah, there's two factors here. Number one, Nolan Clayton comes in at a $11,000 rookie contract as opposed to Bold, who could be anywhere from 16 to 31,000. We don't know where, but that's kind of the range. And the other thing is, is that with the situation that was there in Vancouver, you had the distraction of which guy is your starter and getting both guys, you know, some game time. Now you've decided who your number one guy is, you know, and you had to part ways the other way. Where does Bold land up? I'm not really sure. But one thing I'll say this, if Frankie Ciliano is out for any length of time, maybe there's an opportunity there. Uh, I think, though, it might take a, an injury for Bold to get back in and, and a team wanting to shore up its situation. Yeah, I, I don't think it's quite the end of the line for Aaron Bold. He may have to accept a, a backup role if he wants to stay in the league at this point of his career. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to do that. I mean, he's got uh, a lot of things going on away from the game as well, and and maybe that's it. I don't well, know. He's got a pretty big thing outside the game. Yeah, of course, of course, with his with his wife. But, I mean, I mean a, a business to run as well. So we'll, we'll see how it all kind of plays out for Aaron Bold. But a lot of people were kind of left scratching their head on that one, and Personally, I would have liked to seen Andrew Gallant get a shot in behind Eric Penny, get him a, into a backup, and and let him get a taste on the active roster, and maybe put Clayton on on the practice to start things. But uh, you know, Clayton on the other hand has battled, and he's kind of been on the cusp of, of cracking a roster as well, and and 
not a bad choice. I just I would like to see the local product kind of get a look before before they made that move. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, either guy's there, but you're, you're going to be getting some bench experience. Penny's your guy. Yeah, you're you're look you're going to get a few minutes if Vancouver's out of a game or yeah. Penny gets injured. That's literally what you're looking at. Well, maybe a, yeah. maybe a little increase in pay as well. Uh, other news and notes here before we get you on your way. Matt Vince crossing the eight thousands. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. 8,000 saves in the National Lacrosse League for Vino. And think about it this way. On a normal night, a goalie's getting between 40 and 50 saves. So to get this, you had to play <laughs> upwards of. Do the math. Yeah, like it, it, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling. And the thing about it is he's still got a couple good years in him for sure. Like he's actually oh, yeah. for another couple of years. Yeah. So, uh, okay, let's uh, – what else do we got here? Evan, I, I know this is a lacrosse podcast, but obviously the news of, of Kobe Bryant uh, and his passing just yesterday due to a helicopter crash has left – a pretty big void in a lot of people. And, and me, uh, I've been a Lakers fan since 1982. Uh, you know, they, they've been my team ever since I, I went to Seattle to watch the Sonics play the Lakers and saw Magic and, and Kareem and Worthy. And and the purple and gold, of course, which is always near and dear to my heart, just made me a, a Lakers fan from first sight. And, and Kobe, I named a cat after him. Um, and I was just, you know, shocked to, to kind of see that news come across my timeline. And do you have a – for me, I have a ton of favorite Kobe memories, but the 81 points, I think, is the first one that comes to my mind that night. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a favorite Kobe moment or memory that, that you want to share? I think it's his last game. Because his last game he put up, what, 60 or something like that. Yeah, right? kind of had the salute and the farewell, and, and you know, yeah. everybody knew it was over. It's... and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. I've I've had how many decades of that's long nights. You've had some long nights. Uh, another but set... the thing about Kobe is, is that you know he was doing the thing he loved most now, which was coaching his daughter and the hope that his daughter would be a WNBA star someday. Yeah. So yeah, well, just uh, just you know, condolences to the Bryant family and everybody that was. On that helicopter, and just uh, another reminder, Evan, to to make the most out of every day, and and don't take life for granted, and and to live every day to the fullest because it can be taken away from you in a snap. And and just uh, a tough tough day for basketball and and sports fans in general. And and Kobe Bryant, a guy that had a, a huge impact on a lot of different human beings. So I just. I want to mention that another sad passing in the world of lacrosse, a little closer to home. He was actually the commissioner back in my coaching days of intermediate in the early 2000s in Coquitlam. And a, a beloved man throughout lacrosse circles in, in Gene Regeer, who passed away just recently as well. And, and my heart goes out to the Regeer family and, and Dorothy and uh, everybody involved that knew Gene. It's you know, I guess the older we get, Evan, the more the, this sort of thing is going to happen. But it, it's never an easy thing to see, especially a guy that uh, I had a, a pretty close relationship with. So uh, rest in peace to, to Gene Regeer. Lastly, here on Lacrosse Classified, I, I, I wanted to mention this. A couple of PSA announcements here for 
for the listeners, and in particular, maybe our 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 listeners that are players, Evan. Black shoes and white socks. I've been I've been on this for a while, like a, a long time, but I still see it happening throughout the league. I'm a little, and and truth be told, and I'm quite embarrassed about it, but I walked out of the house this morning wearing white shoes and black socks, so I I should really give this PSA announcement to myself. But uh, fellas, and and teammates here, more importantly, help out your teammates when you see this atrocity happen. <laughs> say something to somebody. Black socks, black shoes, white shoes, white socks. Do not mix the two together. It looks absolutely awful. Come on, you gotta you gotta make it color it up a bit and whatnot, right? You know, no, but no, Evan. Here's the, you want to you want to show a little flair <laughs> okay, or, or some personality. Get this. Get the striped the socks. Get get. You can you can you can you can throw a little you know color into your socks with the stripes or whatever. But it's you got to match it with the uniform or the shoe. One of the mm-hmm. two. Well, first things first. White shoes. That should be pretty well, yeah. much a standard thing the by crease, now. Because crease line is white. The crease, right? Um, the one thing I'm actually surprised by now is more players haven't learned from Dan Dawson or Josh Byrne with the compression pants. Yeah. And, you know, how much of a lifesaver they are on your legs. Uh, facility's gone. He'll never go away no, from you. No, I just started them wearing them to the gym too, man. And and I I don't – like maybe when it gets hot in the summer, I may, I may go back uh, away from it, but – Man, during the winter time, I love wearing those things, Evan. Absolutely love them. Uh, by the way, Evan tipped in at my lowest uh, weight earlier today, two ninety four point two. That means I'm two point two oh. pounds away from the big one hundred. Uh, I thought I, I thought I yeah. could get there today. I I did not get there today. <laughs> you're you're just a few under me. I actually started one a couple weeks ago and. Already down 12. 13, well, good for you, man. This morning. Keep yeah. it going. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you put your mind to it, partner. So uh, keep that going. Last thing I want to mention here. Uh, actually, two more things I want to mention. Go deep into the fourth quarter once again here, Heaven. I do not know how to shorten this podcast up. I just don't. Uh, BR life and, and uh, some issues over the weekend and, and things are going to happen, Evan, that that's just the way the internet is. But what I want to kind of allude to here and give credit to is I think the league was very good at their response time, their customer service, BR live as well. And there was issues for multiple people, but they were dealt with, they were addressed and they were on Mm -hmm. top of it in a quick fashion. And, and really for me at the end of the day, like issues are going to happen, but as long as you are attentive and responding and, trying to help that's all people really want to be acknowledged yeah Yeah, i mean people saw my frustration with it on friday and uh i am going to through another channel just to get the game um and i was frustrated at the the customer services getting out of br but you know i got a hold of joel feld saying here's the problem he got it on to stephanie mcginley she got to the bottom of it i got the explanation here's what you need to do Saturday night, it worked very well, and I didn't have any problems. So I'm very thankful to those two for, you know, getting on it and making sure that the problem's dealt with. I've been told that there is a fix coming in this week that hopefully that issue is not going to happen again. It's an issue with web browsers and 
uh, like cookies and whatnot. Yeah. In there. Now, do you so want to? Do you, I know we're I know we're running along here, but do you want to explain this for the fans? Because if it is an issue going forward, then there is a workaround. It did, I didn't have any trouble, but you did. So, what what was the explanation? What was wrong? And how do you how do you work around that? Just for people that are listening, if they run into that trouble. Yeah. So what it was is that there was some cash issues and some. Uh, history issues and BR not being able to sort it out. And, and the strange thing was, was that even though it was a free game on Friday, it was saying you've just expired your five minute preview. Please sign into your account and you couldn't even sign into your account. One trick to try if it happens again, if you're on, say, Google Chrome, there's a thing icon in the top right hand corner. You can go incognito. Um, another thing to do use the app uh, your your best bet really and this is kind of what solved the problem for me was I managed to get it to work on my phone on Saturday and then I could Chromecast it to my television so I didn't have to be busy you know I didn't have to occupy my phone for and I had absolutely no issues on on my phone or my iPad over the weekend either so uh, app was working just fine but I just wanted to give out a little credit to to the league and, and to BR for addressing that there was an issue and, and helping out those. And, and I was kind of watching the timeline on social media as well. And they were very attentive and replying to everybody that, that was tweeting at them about the issues that they were having. And, and that, again, at the end of the day, that's all the listeners and, and paying customers want. They just want to be acknowledged and, and be helped. And I thought uh, both did a fine job of that over the weekend and hopefully it's smooth sailing this weekend last one i lied evan congratulations to jimmy milligan who is the new coach of the coburg kodiaks i almost missed that one uh, uh my buddy millie so congratulations to him and, and the kodiaks are in good hands under jim milligan evan we gotta go 30 minute fourth quarter my goodness uh big thanks to brody merrill and dylan ward for coming on the program to our fabulous sponsors make sure you're supporting these guys g wilson construction stampede tack and western Wear, the nll warriors pure vital labs and associated labels and packaging thanks for listening to episode 64 continue to listen we'll be back next tuesday with episode 65 subscribe to the podcast follow us on social media at shemlax at pxb for sports and at lax class lastly don't forget sign up for week 10 who you got evan will post it on the timeline in short order so you can get signed up early get your picks in and win some prizes from stampede tack in Western wear. But for now, we got to go for Evan Schemenauer. I've been Jake Kelly, and for the fastest game on two feet, and for the creator, enjoy the games, everybody. We'll talk to you in Vegas.